0: Welcome to another edition of the DNBRN podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge Brewery, we've got Father's Day coming up. That means it's the perfect time to be hanging in the backyard, crack open a cold one. What better way to go than the 15 can sampler from Breckenridge Brewery? This gives you just a little bit of a taste of everything. I'm talking Hot Peak IPA, I'm talking Avalanche Ale, Strawberry Sky. All the goodies, all the things that are going to make your Father's Day celebration hit. Shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. You can get that 15-can sampler. If you're in the metro area via Davidson's, Davidson's the best delivery. Download the app. They're always offering sales, promotions. It's really, really convenient. Other options include Drizzly. And, you know, if you just want to hit up a local liquor store yourself, make sure you check out the Breck Beer Locator. Just super, super convenient, taking all the inconvenience out of beer shopping. Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You know, guys, this um, this was supposed to be a more upbeat, a fun episode. I, I was actually really looking forward to talking about the, the podcast that I had planned for today. We're going to push it back just because of the incident that occurred in F- Loveland uh, on Friday. Really, really disappointing. Really just it just just a horrible example of blatant racism it's exactly what it was blatant racism and i'm and i'm pretty disgusted man i'm i'm just i'm tired of i'm tired of this stuff i'm 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 tired of it man but i'm going to go into that uh, in pretty great detail i've been a little bit mia this week uh, those that follow me on twitter obviously know it was my birthday but it's a big Big week for birthdays in my family in general. There's like six of them. My grandfather's turning 80, so we're doing kind of like a little thing for him. I have a cousin who's six days younger than me, who I'm really close with, that I lived with for like five years. Uh, he turned 25 as well, so big family week. I had a lot of family stuff going on. I took a couple of days off because of it. I had some stuff that I was you know, looking forward to jumping back into. Uh, the DNVR Rams all-time team. I know I keep saying that. I I have it ready to go. Um, But the running backs, wide receivers, we were going to jump into that. I was going to talk about NCAA Basketball 09. I mean, I I found a copy of that. Can you believe it? A copy of NCAA Basketball 2009 for the Xbox 360. For some reason, I just thought that uh, me and my brother didn't keep it all those years back, like when I went to school. But it's just been here just wasted all these years so i'm so i'm so mad that i didn't know it was here i almost bought a copy online at like about two months ago when i bought football but it was like 60 bucks or something so talk about a come up talk about a clutch clutch find copy of NCA basketball 2009 for the xbox 360 probably gonna have to do a franchise mode on that too with the all-time rams team uh you know we did it with the football it's a little bit easier to do on the hoops end so I think that'll be a fun project to get into as well. But just given, you know, the situation, I I just think that it's it's more important, more impressing to to talk about this situation that went down Friday night. So that's pretty much what we are going to focus on on this podcast, talk about what would, what happened. I'm gonna give some of my input. Um still finding out some of this stuff, obviously, you know, just the initial news reports last night, but I just I felt like I had to talk about it, so that's what I'm going to talk about. Before we get into that, though, there is just some uh, some basic news to go over. Ten CSU football players were named to preseason All Mountain West teams. Uh, this was by Athlon Sports, which big college football company, big magazine. Over the years, uh, wide receiver Warren Jackson, Trey McBride, and punter Ryan Stonehouse each made first team. Not surprising, all three of those guys were all conference selections in 2019. All three of those guys are probably going to be playing on Sundays some year. You know, Warren Jackson led CSU with 77 catches last year, uh, just shy of 1,200 yards receiving, eight touchdowns. Biggest game was that performance against New Mexico where he just went off 214 yards, 87-yard touchdown. That's uh, the fifth longest touchdown in CSU football history, 87 yards. So... Big play by Warren. No surprise that he's, you know, first team. Same with Trey. I've talked about it over and over again. Uh, Fort Morgan native. Put up 45 catches last year, 560 yards, four touchdowns. And that was honestly after being pretty quiet early in the season. But he's just one of those guys who doesn't get selfish. He doesn't get upset when he's not putting up numbers. He loves to block. Just a great football player. Uh, Ryan Stonehouse, obviously one of the best punters in the country. Has, has led the nation in average at 47 yards a punt over the last three years. Always on the Ray Guy watch list, all that stuff. Just a great punter. That's the one thing CSU's had a lot of over the last decade. A lot of great punters when I was doing the, the all-time Rams team roster. Punter, surprisingly really hard position to lock down. But uh, along with them, defensive lineman Manny Jones, linebacker Daquan Jackson, and Dante Wright were all on second team. Uh, Wright was actually on the second team as a returner, listed on third team as a receiver, where Ellison Hubbard was also listed, listed along with Barry Wesley and Rashad Ajayi, who were both on the fourth team. Uh, Rashad Ajayi, I think he's I think he's due for a big year. It was kind of a had to deal with some injuries last year, kind of limited his production, kept him out of some games. I'm really really intrigued by some of these young corners. You know, him and Keevan Bailey, obviously, but you know, Brandon Crossley, I think there's I think there's a lot of young talent in that secondary and I'm pretty, pretty intrigued by it. But uh congratulations to all those Rams that were named to preseason teams. At the end of the day, you know, it's just preseason talk, but it's still good to see that there's players that are, you know, garnering tension. There are guys that, you know, other writers around the country, not just people that Are local and follow it are are hyped on and that's always encouraging to see, especially just given that I really think the Mountain West is pretty wide open this year. I know CSU is not getting a lot of love in terms of like winning the conference or anything like that, but crazier things have happened. That's all I'm saying. Crazier things have happened indeed. The other news, which wasn't really news on the hoop side because we've all known this for a couple of months now is that uh, Colorado State will officially be playing in the 2020 MGM Resorts main event in Las Vegas. This is a couple-day basketball tournament between four teams that takes place November 20th through the 22nd at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Uh, Coming off of a 20-win year, it's kind of an opportunity for CSU to step up and, you know, kind of face some solid competition. It's going to be Louisville, San Francisco and Arkansas those are the three other teams that will be participating in the event. Uh, this is from the press release. We are thrilled to have the chance to play in a first class tournament like MGM Resorts main event said Nico Medved. It's a great opportunity for our program and we look forward to competing against some of the premier programs in college basketball. I think it I think it'll be fun, you know, assuming that it all happens obviously we're all monitoring the the COVID stuff really closely. November seems to be that kind of month where everybody's kind of like, oh, I don't I don't really know what's gonna happen. We might get another spike. Hopefully not, but I think it'll be fun. Um from what I've heard, CSU will be playing Louisville in the first round, whereas you'll and it'll be uh Arkansas taking on San Francisco. So a chance to potentially get revenge back for that 2013 season when they eliminated the Rams from the second round of the NCAA tournament, technically the third round, I guess. Uh, but yeah, great opportunity for CSU to compete against some big programs. A uh, good chance to see Muscleman again. Hopefully he keeps his shirt on. That dude, man, what a weirdo. What a weirdo. Great basketball coach. Really great basketball coach, but just an odd dude. Just an odd dude, but he's great TV. I think he's good for the sport and you know, I'm all for CSU playing in these, playing in these, you know, tournaments and games and just chances to put CSU hoops on the map, man. I, you know, I talked about it with the Duke game last year. There were some critics that were like, "What is the point of this? What is the point of going to North Carolina and losing by double digits? You know, to one of the best teams in the country? What do you gain out of that?" Well, first of all, it's a great experience for the student athletes. It's a great opportunity to travel, experience places that they may not be able to otherwise you know this isn't quite exactly that case given that it's in Vegas where CSU ends up quite a bit just given the conference affiliations but still a chance to compete against one of the the country's best you know that's what all these guys want that's what they sign up for they want to prove themselves they want to play on these big stages you know they don't want to play the University of Idaho on AT&T Sportsnet or something like that and no disrespect to Idaho or AT&T Sportsnet but you know, you want to play those big games. You want to play the primetime opponents. You want to play on ESPN. You want Dickie V talking about the game. You want to be in the conversation when the Mountain West comes up. And if you're if you're going to do that, if you're ever going to be, you know, a New Mexico, a San Diego State, or a UNLV back in the day, you got to play the best. You want to be the best. You got to play the best. And eventually, you got to beat the best. And so I just, I think this is a good opportunity. Who knows what's going to happen with all this, you know, travel, COVID, whatever, But as of right now, it's a great opportunity for the Rams to to prove themselves, and man, I hope I get to go, because I think that'll be a lot, a lot of fun. All right, we are going to get into the main part of the podcast in just a second, but first, I got to talk about my friends at DraftKings Sportsbook and everything they've got going on this weekend. Also got to give you my DraftKings Pick of the Week. It's about that time. Guys, I don't know if you saw this video of Jerry Judy running all the routes and stuff. Oh my God. I'm so stoked. So stoked. I mean, I knew this dude was a stud because I'm a Bama fan. I've been watching him for a couple of years. I know Judy's that dude, but I'm telling you, guys, he's going to win rookie of the year. I don't know why. I just have a feeling. I know, you know, it's, it's those awards tend to go to quarterbacks and, you know, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, Tua, if he's healthy, I get it. There's some intriguing stuff, but at plus 1600, at plus 1600 on Jerry Judy, that's great odds. Look at how, you know, you got Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant. I mean, Hamler, I'm really stoked about all the weapons. I think it's going to take some attention off Judy. And I just think some of those quarterbacks are going to have a hard time. I think it's a a situation where Judy can come in. I think he's going to play a lot. I think he's probably going to lead the team in catches. I'm just, I'm so stoked, man. So I'm booking it. That's my pick of the week. Jerry Judy, NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. If you don't want to wait that long, you know you, you want to place a little bet, you want to get in on the action, but you don't want to have to wait and see until this fall, golf's back. That's right. We've got a full weekend of golf ahead of us. And even though the trophy is reserved for the winner, the big cash winnings don't have to be. To add to the excitement, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action with a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. Right now, you can head over to the app. They've got Live hole-by-hole betting, super, super fun prop bets. It's just a really fun way to get involved, especially if you're not like a golf expert, you know, you're kind of casual, you follow. Great way to get involved. If you're a genius, though, make that money. Make that money. Beyond that, DraftKings Sportsbook is a safe, secure, and reliable sporting bet. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. I think my favorite thing, my favorite aspect of DraftKings Sportsbook, though, it's the odd boosts. So clutch! Last week I was able to make fifty bucks on Amanda Nunez. Shout out to those odd boosts. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus of up to one thousand dollars. Just enter the code DNVR when you sign up. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be twenty-one or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to five hundred dollars. Deposit bonus requires twenty-five times play through. Restrictions do apply. See draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Well, let's jump into this incident thing. I've been teasing it enough here. Um, I'm just going to kind of read some of the information from the Nine News article first to give people an idea of what went down. Uh, Kevin Lytle of the Coloradoan also had a write-up on it, so make sure that you go check that one out. But uh, this is from Kevin Vaughn of Nine News. A Loveland man faces felony charges after allegedly concluding that two men going door-to-door in neighborhood were members of the protest movement known as Antifa, then ordering them to the ground and holding them at gunpoint. The incident unfolded after the man called police, said there were two men wearing masks near his home, and announced that he was armed and going to confront them. Loveland Police Lt. Bob Schaefer confirmed as much to 9News. When officers arrived in the 2400 block of Don Court around 6 p.m. Thursday, they encountered Scott Gunmanson dressed in fatigues and holding two men on the ground at gunpoint. But the men weren't troublemakers. They worked for a local roofing company and were wearing blue polo shirts with their first names on them, shorts, tennis shoes, and white surgical style masks. One of them is a Colorado State University football player who's 20 years old and works part-time at the roofing company. The student is a man of color according to a statement from the university. According to police, they were doing absolutely nothing wrong. They were canvassing the neighborhood because of recent hailstorms. They were, you know, trying to find trying to find customers. They're wearing company polos, name tags, shorts, and white surgical masks. They looked they looked like canvassers. They looked like anybody you would see in your neighborhood. And this dude, Scott Gunmanson, came out in full military fatigues, and held them at gunpoint. Held them at gunpoint because he quote-unquote thought they were Antifa guys in his neighborhood. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This This is one of the more disgusting things that I've read about in our community in a while. I'm so ashamed of Northern Colorado right now. Man, we're supposed to be better than this BS. We're supposed to be better than this crap. Are you kidding me, man? Two guys out canvassing in their uniform and they get held at gunpoint? That's bullshit. That is bullshit. And I'm sick of it. You know, I've seen people make comments like, you know, why, why do you choose to comment on this stuff, Justin? You might be alienating your audience. This is exactly why I choose to comment on it because this is the kind of crap that affects people every single day even CSU athletes, even football players, even people doing absolutely nothing wrong. And I got I to gotta be kind of careful with what I say because at this point, nobody has been convicted. I don't want to get myself in a, any trouble like that, but allegedly, Scott Gunmanson, you are a racist clown. You're a weak, spineless, pathetic little man. And the fact that you held these two individuals at gunpoint what gives you the right, man? What gives you the right? 6 p.m. on a Thursday evening and you're out here holding people at gunpoint. You clown. You make me sick, man. You know, this has nothing to do with right-wing, left-wing gun politics, any of that. This is just blatant racism. And there's no room for it in our community. Absolutely no room for it in our community. And, man, I'm just glad that it, that it wasn't a worse headline than this as disgusting as this was as crappy as it was to wake up and come back to this after having you know a nice couple of days off with my family help my family work on some projects i was in a good mood to record then i come back to this i'm just so i'm just so happy that it that it wasn't or not happy but thankful that it that it wasn't a worse headline that nobody was actually injured in this or you know nobody was harmed because this could have been Truly horrific. Truly horrific. I mean, this was disgusting. Blatant racism. Absolutely disgusting. But this could have been just tragic, man. I just, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get what people, I don't get the hate in their heart. What are, what are you scared of? It's two men walking in your, in the neighborhood. It's 6 p.m. They're wearing company polos. In in what universe do they look like a threat to you? I just makes me sad, man, and it makes me angry. And I know this hasn't been very eloquent, but I'm fired up. This it's just ridiculous. You can't even walk in the freaking neighborhood and make some money without having to deal with some racist bullcrap. I'm just Enough is enough. We'll uh we'll obviously talk about this more as more details come out as I'm sure we'll get a, you know, more response from CSU. I know Joyce McConnell sent out a message to the CSU students on Friday, but I just, this was disappointing, man. This was, this was disappointing. And as a community, we need to be better than this. That's, that's, that's what I'm going to leave us on. We have to be better than this. It's unacceptable. All right. We'll be back with more podcasts throughout the week. Hopefully you know, a little bit more upbeat, hopefully, and, you know, not quite so tense, but this was a, this was a topic we had to go over. This was something we needed to talk about. And, uh, you know, to anybody impacted by this incident in the, in the athletic department, you know, we support you. I'm thinking of you and I'm glad that this wasn't, I'm really glad that this didn't end up more horrific than it was, but pretty sad, pretty sad stuff.